Live from Dope Campbell Stadium, it's Saturday Night Live! The part where you guys are supposed to clap and cheer. Woo! Yeah! Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually legitimately uh, surprised that Chris even even bothered to clap at all. Alright, well that's some, some enthusiasm. Welcome to Knowles 24-7's On the Bench. This is Brendan Sinone. Good news, fellas. Uh, you're not going to have to hear from me a ton today. This is going to be a Josh Newberg and Chris Kneejoint as they discuss Saturday Night Live. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon, meaning that the list and the visitors and, and the guys for this upcoming event aren't entirely uh, 100% set in stone, but Chris and Josh and, and Zach Blossin have been working really, really hard for the last two weeks or so and putting together a pretty extensive list. Chris said before pre-show recording that he's probably updated that list about 35 times. Josh has probably talked about Saturday Night Live on some forum or another seven or eight times. So now we're going to do it all on, on Knowles 24-7s on the bench. So, guys, uh, Saturday night is coming. Chris, I'll start with you. Roughly how many guys do we have tied down right now as expected visitors? And and what are your general thoughts on on the group coming in, or at least expected to come in on Saturday? I think the list sits at around 65 or so. I think we'll probably see an expansion of guys we care about by about 10. So we'll end up with about 75 guys we truly care about at the event. Um, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty good list considering all things, FSU being five and seven, you know, the recruiting power of Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio state kind of picking apart some of the higher end kids in the area. I think it's a pretty good list. There's a few names we're waiting to hear one way or the other on. Jalen Knight in running back, Isaiah Walker, offensive lineman, Philip Webb, linebacker, DN type. Those are a few of the bigger names. If they get, you know, two or three of those types in, in addition to what we expect, I think it's really a home run, to be perfectly honest, for where FSU is as a recruiting power. And Josh, I'm going to ask you to basically set a scene. You do a really nice job of this. What is Saturday Night Live for the people listening who, who aren't familiar with it? This is year two for Florida State with Willie Taggart doing this event. I guess what what does the schedule look like? What is your day going to look like with Chris? Set, set a scene for us, please. Yeah, from the beginning of the day, as Chris said, well, first of all, you got Savelle Smalls on campus today. People will be rolling through. I would expect uh, probably a handful of guys maybe to – at least arrive in Tallahassee tomorrow, if not make it to campus. And then we'll see a majority of the recruits start hitting campus, you know, early in the morning, probably 9, 10, 11 a.m. Um, they'll set it up. They'll have a quasi junior day. A lot of the stuff that they have set up, like the uh, the support staff greeting the people in the in the lobby and directing everybody where to go. I'm sure they'll have some academic advisors on hand as well. And then around 4 p.m., I think we can start to expect the uh, beginning of Saturday Night Live as far as the event goes. The players will probably hit the field around five thir- or 4.30 and be on there till about 5, 5.30. Um, we expect the event to go about an hour, hour 15 minutes at most. Afterwards, they'll have a dinner set up. Coaches will get to spend a lot of time there with the families of the recruits and the recruits themselves. And then we're told it's going to all wrap up about 10 p.m., but at that point, I expect some of the higher priority guys to maybe stick around and have that one-on-one conversation with Willie Taggart. Um, they're probably going to still be a good group of kids that sticks around because the event ends so late that on Sunday, we'll probably see um, you know another dozen or so kids come back by the facility that day and meet with the coaching staff one last time before leaving. And Josh, you so. hinted... 
Josh, you hinted at it. Seville Smalls is on campus right now, and he'll be here through what, guys? Sunday. So that's that's pretty key. Yeah, I, was, um, I was told today. Ahead, Chris. I was told today that Smalls will be here through Sunday afternoon. He's expected to visit Tennessee and now Ohio State after he leaves FSU. The Tennessee visit, along with the FSU visit, have been known for a little while. He spoke on it in a uh, viral video about a week ago where he confirmed those plans. Ohio State was a newer addition, I was told today. The significance, guys, of getting him here for not just a day for a camp, but you're talking about about a few days now. That's something that Florida State's been on for a while since uh, well, the staff's been on him since basically they're at Oregon because uh, he's from from Washington State. So the significance of having him on here and he's a high priority guy, it's it's a big deal, right? I think of he course. would be the most important addition that Willie Taggart's had in his time at FSU if he was able to land him. If if they got him, Both why? Because, because of because yeah, of, why? Because of talent, because of need, they desperately need a guy who can rush a passer, who's a good edge rusher, who fits what they want to do, which four three three four looks. He can do both of those things. And because of the fact that he's, you know, caddy corner opposite side of country, it shows that there's still a national reach for FSU. He's a five star talent consensus type. He's number nine in the composite overall. He's number one player in Washington, number one player at his position. It's just a massive statement recruit. Um he he's important. And it makes a statement. He's the kind of guy that I think will cause other elite types eyes to maybe take a second look at what's going on at FSU. And it's a guy that reinforces a belief in the direction of FSU. You need guys that say, by their actions, say FSU is going the right direction. And a guy like that, top 10 player in the country, committing to a school across the country, it says that. So I think it's an extremely important guy. I don't want to act like that if they don't get him. Man, they feel horribly because it's a tough get, but it is an extremely important type that if they were to get them, I think it would make multiple significant statements for Florida State football. All right, and the other guy on campus is a three-star defensive tackle from Griffin, Georgia, that you confirmed today. Chris, I'm going to try to pronounce his name. I know we went over it pre-show. That was like 20 minutes ago. Demar J. Lewis, a three-star defensive tackle. Is that right? Close enough? I think that's correct. I haven't actually ever spoken to the young man. Um, he's a former Auburn commitment. I didn't know a great deal about him. He's from Griffin, Georgia, which is up towards the Atlanta area. It's a little bit south of Atlanta, the city itself. Um, big body kid, backed off the Auburn pledge, so likes Auburn a lot. LSU's in there. A few other Southeast powers are in there. I'm hoping to catch up with him after today, after his visit, and find out kind of where things stand with FSU, if FSU's actually officially offered him how long he and the staff at FSU have been dealing with one another. He's a fairly new guy to me before today. I didn't really, I would not invested any time in learning about him. I spoke a little bit with Keith Niebuhr about him today. Got a little bit of background on his Auburn ties and commitment to Auburn. And yeah, it's nothing hugely significant, but Auburn is definitely still in the picture for the young man. All right. Do you guys have your, uh, your visitor list handy in front of you? Cause we're about to go down position by position here. You ready? I don't even think I need it in front of me, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right, well, let's test you out. Okay, quarterback. Uh, I have, well, let's see, one, two, three, four. There's two names I'm really intrigued by. All right, well, I want to see if you can name all of them off the top of your head and see how much you had this down. You know, let's do a game. Let's see who can who can name all six of them first, Josh or Chris. Ready, well, set, go. You got FSU commit Jeff Sims. You're going to have Willie Taggart's son, Willie Taggart Jr., North Texas commitment, Cade Renfro comes in. I know Shador Sanders, 2021 QB. 
Um, that new kid that they offered from 2022, uh, Holden Gurnier, and then I believe uh, Walter Simmons is coming in too. Wow. That is correct. I didn't want to cheat. I have a list right in front of me, so I didn't want to participate in your activity uh, and be I, 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 I took I took your silences. I, I knew exactly what was happening that you had the list. I appreciate your I appreciate your honesty. I do think Josh was looking down to the left when he was going off that list, but I didn't like how he switched up Walter Simmons and holding Gary. I'm mean, eating food. Oh, okay. But anyway, <laughs> right, who are the two that you care about? Well, I always like to see. Uh, the QB commitments working with their f- future position coach. So getting Jeff Sims in to throw is intriguing to me. I know it's not like a typical camp setting where they're actually going to be working on much, but I don't know. I, I just like to watch Kendall Bryles interact with his QB and, you know, maybe get a glimpse into the future. And then Cade Renfro, you know, for whatever reason, he's really the only QB that FSU has made like a concerted effort in landing or getting on campus or recruiting. So I'm interested to see what the kid looks like in person. You mentioned Renfro the other day on the podcast as well, right? You like him or at least interested in him? Yeah, I'm interested to see how it is, how interested FSU really is there with him. Mm -hmm. He has ties to school that uh, Kendall and Art both have ties to. So that's part of the reason I'm sure FSU's involved is that there's a familiarity, kind of an easy way of in the door. Um, I'm also, it's always good to have Shador Sanders on campus. I think Shador Sanders and the Willie Taggart offense could be a really prolific guy. You know, he's prime's kid. He's one of the bunch that Dion's had the three boys he's had now that, that were recruits. That is certainly the FSU type to me. I think Shador Sanders is another guy that can help make a statement for recruiting. It would kind of, you know, immediately put FSU in a great position for 2021 recruiting. And it's interesting to see where he fits with like a Jalen Milroe who's already off the board. Demetrius Davis, who's another guy that we know that they like a lot in 2021, and some of those other quarterbacks in that class. So they kind of find out where he – is there a pecking order or is it kind of first come, first serve? And even the two other guys, like I know – I have a friend that works with quarterbacks over in Jacksonville, and, and Walter Simmons is someone that he's spoken highly of. And then we all – we've talked about Holden Garner before. Uh, and Chris and I saw him back in February, and then he got the offer uh, here at the camp this, this last month. So – all six of those guys, I think, are relatively intriguing for different reasons. Uh, let's move on to running back. There's four names, but there's two really big ones at the top. Who who wants that at it first? Josh, I Shaw, think with oh, Holmes, it's, Frisco. <laughs> Sorry. I think with Holmes, it's a matter of seeing if FSU can close that gap on Penn State, oh. make kind of that last impression. Because I Holmes is scheduled to come in on August 9th. FSU is certainly in the mix, but right now it's pretty clear that Penn State is a strong leader. So for FSU, it's a matter of kind of seeing if they can get back in there, if they have a shot. And I think if the answer to that is no, then a guy like Edwards from Colquitt is a guy that you quickly move on to as a plan B type. You know, if Jalen Knighton doesn't show and, Ed, and uh, Holmes is likely going elsewhere, then Edwards is sort of sort of a next guy up for you. He's a talented guy from up the road, plays highly competitive high school football. He's capable. They offered him a long time ago. He's been on the radar for FSU for some time. He just hasn't been a top priority. So it'll be interesting to see how this weekend kind of, if it shifts the board, if we see them move on fully from Knighton and Holmes, who for so long have been two of their top three targets, along with a guy like Lawrence Tolfilly to Edwards now escalating into that kind of role for them. Yeah. Do we, 
do we want to talk about Knighton right now with the running backs, or do you want to wait a little bit? I'll, t- I'll uh, touch on Knighton. Um, okay. But to rewind to Edwards, as Chris was saying, I mean, it for so long, for the last six or seven months, the three top backs on the board have been Keziah Holmes, Lawrence Toffoli, and Jalen Knighton. Now, to address Jalen Knighton, we have not received word one way or another if he's coming. Um, the sources we speak to, even on the FSU side, don't seem overly optimistic that he's coming. But they are working to uh, – they're going to still work down to the end to get him on campus. Knighton's a quiet kid. Um, it's not completely abnormal for him to kind of go quiet like this. But we have not – you know, he has not gone on record one way or another to say he is or isn't. I think at this point we're 48 hours out. I would probably venture to say he won't be there, but um, he's not a guy that we're crossing off the list entirely just yet. So you got Kazai Holmes coming. Lawrence Tofilly told me last week he will not be at Saturday Night Live, and I don't expect him to visit anywhere else. But like Chris said, FSU now has – they were once the leader for Kazai Holmes. This visit will be a catch-up visit. But even if they do catch Penn State, you know, Penn State is uh, – I talked to Sean Fitz, and even though he's coming to Florida State this weekend, I'm told the Penn State staff is still pretty confident that they're going to land him. So he makes his decision on August 9th. That kind of gives – even if he has a great visit to FSU, it gives Holmes time to kind of sit back, let the visit high wear off, and then make his decision. So I think getting out Edwards on campus is really important right now. Um, they need at least two, probably three backs in this class. They have none committed right now. And, um, you know, Edwards is right right there at Colquitt County, local. They know the competition he plays against. I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing them turn up the heat for him right now based on the way the, the board's shaping up. Do you, do you guys think this on Saturday is going to be as much about evaluating him as it is? You know, kind of unfortunately, him a bit? this is just not the setting for – evaluating you have one field you don't have a lot of time you're out there recruiting these top recruits you know you're trying to laugh it up with them you're not exactly blowing the whistle and yelling and screaming like you were at the june camps i so i don't know but they're they're close i mean i'm sure they've seen in person there's probably a reason why they didn't go hard on him in the beginning but it looks like he's going to be a guy that you know shoots up the board if especially if Jalen knight doesn't show up and the other two guys are both from Melbourne, 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 Anthony Valentine, and then 2021 FSU commit Kayshawn Spencer. Uh, any insight on those two guys? Valentine's definitely a guy. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, uh, look, well, Anthony Valentine's just a, he's a burner. He's fast as hell. He could play receiver, he could play slot, he could play running back. He's just speed on speed on speed. He was the fastest guy at FSU's camp a couple years ago when he and Keyshawn and that teammate came up and Keyshawn's been a commitment here for a while and he's a firm kid and he's a guy they just like in 2021 and we'll see how that progresses as time moves on. But right now he's happy with FSU and as far as I know, FSU's happy with him. All right, Chris, I'm going to have you just, since you have the list in front of you, go down the wide receiver, if you will, real quick. So there are, uh, so our listeners get an idea of who's there, then pick out, I guess, a guy or two that, that you're interested in seeing or who's a significant uh, significant visit on Saturday? Well, I'll do all the pass catchers because I'll throw tight ends. Tight ends, too? Okay. A whole lot. So there's three FSU commitments coming in. Malachi Weidman and Ja'Kai Douglas. We've spoken a great deal about both of those receivers. And then Carter Boatwright, the tight end. I'm interested to see a guy like Boatwright in this setting. I know they kind of look at him as an inline blocker type. 
but I am interested to see how he does as a downfield receiver in a camp like this where there's a good bit of talent, linebacker types, that he can kind of square off against. And then other receivers, I think the most important names in the 2020 class, I would say Brian Robinson. He's a guy I'd like FSU maybe close the deal on, go ahead and get the commitment from. I feel like FSU's in a good spot with him. He's a guy that I would put on commit watch, but I don't think it's a certainty that he commits. No, no commit Marcus watch Fleming, talk just Miami. yet. Settle hey, down. Hey, I like getting ahead of myself. I know. Marcus Fleming, Miami commitment, really talented kid. Excellent if he does show up on campus. He's a pretty important guy. In the 2021 class, you got Trevante Rucker. He's been kind of a regular. He comes in a lot with Bryce Langston, their high school teammate. And then you also got Ajay Hall. Is that correctly pronouncing it, Josh? Yep, Ajay Hall. Yeah, named the top 12. FSU's not in it. Currently looking like a guy that will lead the state. But he keeps showing up at FSU. I think it's important that him, Dugans, it just keeps happening at FSU. You hope you improve the product on the field therefore changing his mind about that top 12 and where he's going. He's not a guy that seems to be in a rush. Certainly, I think if he committed today, it would be Clemson. But it's important for FSU to just keep chipping away, stay in the discussion with that kid, even if he's not listing you among his top 12. You know, if he's saying, I don't want to go to FSU, they're not my top 12, I don't think FSU needs to take the mentality of because we're not on that list, we shouldn't recruit them. I think it's important that they keep getting them up there because there is a relationship that has been fostered there with him and Dugans and you keep developing that. And he's an elite 2021 receiver in state at a school that you currently have two players on your roster from that school. So I think it's very important for FSC to keep doing that. And then from a tight end perspective, they got a couple young ones coming in. Khalil Brantley, Miami commitment. He's supposed to come with Marcus Fleming in a Miami group that's coming. And then Weston Wolf's also supposed to come in. I truthfully don't know a great deal about either of those guys. But we'll keep an eye on them, see if there's a 2021 tight end out there that might be the guy in the next class for them at a position that, you know, they don't place a great deal of need or want to. It's sort of a guy that fits a role instead of a guy that's a big-time playmaker for them. A lot of Miami commits uh, on FSU's campuses keep that into that Miami decommit list, right, guys? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Josh. Um, where are we at on the, on the yeah. visitor list? <laughs> do, you, do you have anything to add for the wide receivers before? No, I just don't. You know, I've been talking to Brian Robinson's camp. And while I do have a crystal ball pick on Robinson to FSU, I'm being told that as of now, I don't expect it to happen this summer. Um, person real close with Robinson tells me if that changes, he'll let me know. He agrees FSU sits in a good spot. But I think the recent decommitment from Miami has Robinson wanting to not rush into anything new. So we'll see how the visit goes. Of course, I, I, like right now, I do think he ends up at FSU. I just don't know if it'll be this weekend. All right. So um, let's – do you want to go to offensive line, Josh? And if, take if, offensive line. What the hell so, was Zane Herring real quick? Do we know why he fell? I know you guys probably don't care, but – We, we don't do rankings to known. <laughs> is, he a, is he a three-star? He's a three-star, but he's was down he a, to number one. Was he a, a three-star before? 1,127th and 24-7 sports rankings. I don't – the numbers don't – so he, he was a three-star. He's still a three-star. All right, cool. He's a three-star. So this week and at Florida State, we got some interesting offensive line targets coming in. Um, Zane Herring at the top, FSU commitment. Guard projects as more of an interior guy for FSU, but you know we'll see. Maybe he works in at right tackle. Um, Lloyd Willis. Did a SNL spotlight feature on him. He's the six foot seven, two hundred ninety pound offensive tackle from Miami Killian High School. Um, Florida State offered 
but it's one of those camp offers, meaning they extended the offer back in May saying it's good as long as you come to camp in, in the summer and we get to see you. So besides FSU, he has offers from UCF, uh, FAMU, and FIU as well. A lot of schools are watching him, though. He camped at USF, or, I'm sorry, UCF, Miami, uh, and FIU. So this will be his fourth camp of the summer. Um, definitely a project type. He's currently unranked. But FSU wants to get him on campus this weekend, so I like that. Um, the next guy I want to talk about is Thomas Schrader. This will be his fourth visit to campus. The six foot four, two hundred seventy five pound offensive tackle prospect from Venice is really down to two schools: uh, Louisville, who he visited May thirty first, and Florida State, who he's visited three times. This will be his fourth. Uh, Randy Clemens going to try to lock this one down. I'm hearing that the staff is optimistic that they receive a commitment from him this weekend. But I've heard that on other weekends that Schrader's been in as well. So we will see. Um, I really think they need three offensive tackles in this class. It'd be great to get one in the boat prior to the start of the season. And right now, I'd probably give Thomas Schrader the best chance of jumping in on that commit list um, of anybody else on the offensive tackle board. Moving along to another three-star prospect and uh, another kid with high upside, you have Brady Ward from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, he's at St. Paul's Episcopal High School, and he goes six foot seven, three hundred ten pounds. He's a big boy, um, and he's been on the scene for a while because he he was about six foot six as I think as a freshman or something. So, but this weekend he will take a couple visits, and the, I think these are important because of the final visits heading into the fall. Um, he'll hit Arkansas, Florida State. And I believe it's uh, – is it Tennessee or Kentucky, Chris, uh, the third visit he's going to take? Do I you think know? it's actually Georgia. I'll check real quick while you're talking about the airline, but I believe, I believe Georgia's the other one. Because it's Arkansas on Friday. It's Georgia on Saturday. He won't actually be at Saturday Night Live, but who cares because FSU needs offensive tackles. He'll be at FSU on Sunday for an unofficial visit. Um, Ward has told us that he's not in a rush to make a decision. Uh, but what is important about this visit is getting those officials locked in for the fall. So he's going to see what schools he likes. And then based on that, set up official visits in the fall. Um, I think he makes a decision in a couple months here. So uh, crystal ball though, hundred percent on Oklahoma. And I know they're one of the teams that have jumped in the mix. I expect them to get an official visit, but I don't believe he's been there yet. So um the, the group that they're bringing in, and then they have a couple of 2021 guys. I'll read through those real quick. Michael McLaughlin, uh, Ethan Mort, Caleb Johnson, who's a big-time prospect, and Jacob Slaughter. Any comments on the offensive line group, Chris? No, I mean, one of the 2021 kid is TJ Lee's, an interior guy from Godby here in town, or actually might be a Gadsden now. I'm not sure where he settled in for the next season. But he's a talented interior guy. He's camped at FSU a couple times. He's on their radar. They know of him. He's a guy they're watching develop. The one thing I would add on Brady Ward is that I think, you know, not all three stars are created equal. I think if you look at the caliber of school recruiting him, Georgia, Oklahoma, those types, it's a good sign for FSU that they've kind of been ortho or had in there a little late and get in. FSU is the closest school to home for him that's offered him. I think that's something that might be a big selling point. And as you already talked about, I think it's of utter importance that FSU shuts down Thomas Schrader, that they get that one done. You know, they can't come out of SNL with no O-line commitments added to their class. I just think it would be a bad look at a position that has such a dire need for them. It doesn't matter if they add a few guys now and they upgrade later. Things prove to be done that way. 
but I think it's important that they have a few in the boat now. You know, mm-hmm. Lloyd Willis is phenomenal, and they can get in there because Kelly's built a relationship, and they love what they see at camp, and that's great too. But Schrader's kind of the slam dunk possibility for them that they need to go ahead and put away. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, that's probably the one position group that I'll be keeping a closest eye on just because there's some guys like Willis that they, you know, right now he's on the board, but in a weird way, cause we can't really say whether or not FSU wants him, but if they can make a determination on him and they want him, that's an important piece to add to the offensive tackle board that, you know, we just saw kind of shrink again over the weekend with the, uh, the Texas offensive tackle committing to Texas, uh, Andre Carrick, Carrick, Carrick. Yes. Uh, he's off the board officially. So important, uh, important weekend, I should say for the offensive line group, moving on over to the defensive line. Um, don't I'll kick, swing through this real quick. Yeah, yeah. Don't kick it to, don't kick it to Chris, whatever you do, because he's going to jump to his commit watch. I'm pretty sure in that group. Is that accurate, Chris? What you talking about me thinking Johnny Newton jumps on board. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think the biggest name is Morvin Joseph fresh off his decommitment in June from UF. Uh, Morvin Joseph will make his second visit in as many months. He's coming in along with Brady Swinson. He's a guy that's visited a couple times. We talk a lot about now on the defensive end board. Jerzon Newton. He's an interior guy. Um, Demarge Lewis. He's on campus today. And then Jalen Harrell um, out of Berkeley prep high school. He's a defensive end outside linebacker. I think it's important FSU get him on campus and work him out because they're sort of unsure on what he is. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. He can play the outside linebacker role at Florida state. I think the staff is hoping that he's put on some size and could maybe be a, a more of a pass rusher for them. So they're going to get him on campus and see what he can do. Uh, Jerzon Newton, Johnny Newton from CCC, he returns. Then we got a couple 2021 guys, Christopher Thomas, who was a local kid that's now at Dunbar High School, and Leonard Taylor, a 2021 defensive tackle. Chris, you think uh, Florida State could land some help on the defensive line this weekend? No, no. Why? I do. I want to talk about it just to piss we, off the nose. Um, tease the I mean, commit I, watch I for the second. Right, I think it's trending the right direction with Joseph. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that FSU keeps building that bond. This will be his third visit. The last one I was told went a really long way to helping FSU get in the mix here. Tennessee's not a school to watch with Joseph. With Swinson, they yeah. keep getting him on campus. He was originally going to go to Arizona State. Now he's coming in for this. FSU keeps getting him in. North Carolina is certainly a player there, and there's a few others. And then I think the Leonard Taylor kid, the 2021 one, mm-hmm. is a big-time kid. I think he's a you know national recruit next year, and it's going to be tough to pull him away from his own backyard. But he's been to FSU a couple times now. If he makes this visit, I think it's important they just keep doing that, keep chipping away, keep working him, because he's one of those that, in the 2021 class is a big time kid. And then Johnny Newton's a kid that I've got a crystal ball in. I currently expect him to commit to FSU. I don't know if he does it at Saturday Night Live. He has a date set. I think it's August 31st, if I recall correctly. But uh, um, I, I had a question for you. You said Leonard Taylor is going to be tough to pull out of his backyard. His backyard's Miami, Florida. So which yeah. team is it going to be tougher to pull from their own backyard? Georgia, Alabama, or Clemson? Whose backyard is Miami now? I think he's a kid that looks at Miami first. He may not end up signing with Miami, but I think at some point you see a commitment from him, most likely of any school to Miami. 
Okay. But I, I like you. Josh, Josh was trying, well, to, throw, yeah, Josh was trying to throw shade at, uh, at Miami and Chris wasn't taking no, it. I get it. That, and, and he's that, right. It's, it's not like, it's not like anybody in the sunshine. Yeah, when you, when you did take down get out of his backyard, it makes you wonder whose backyard it is. Um, moving on to linebackers. We got a ton of FSU commitments coming in. It, we know it's a loaded group. Uh, Steven Dix Jr., Keyshawn Green, Jayon McCluster, All and then FSU the headliner commits. out. The he, Yeah, those are the three FSU commits that are going to be there. And then you got the headliner who's uncommitted, Savelle Smalls. Along with a guy that FSU wants to see more out of in Desmond Tindall. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Jeb Schrader, Chris. You're going to have to tell me about him. And then we got a couple youngsters coming in. Deet Smith, a 2021 backer, and Xavion McCluster, who's Jayon's brother, and he's a 2023 prospect. Jeb Schrader is Thomas Schrader's little brother. Or uh, actually, I think they're the same age. But he, he, I believe he is the Schrader brother. So I okay. think he's a possibility if Schrader is to end up at FSU as a walk-on at FSU. No, I don't know that definitively, but I F- know that has been discussed. Okay, FSU, I can confirm, has sweetened the deal. This happened back in June, actually, before Thomas Schrader's third visit to FSU. Um, Jeb Schrader, now that you say it, is Thomas Schrader's twin brother, except he's like 100 pounds lighter. Um, he's not a D1 prospect. Um and FSU has extended him an offer to be a preferred walk-on. Um, so, yes, that has already been communicated. And, no, I don't think, you know, like you said, there's he's not going to be offered a scholarship. But, yes, he is a preferred walk-on possibility. Um, Good time. Let's keep moving. I don't, I don't think there's much to talk about with the linebacker group. I mean, we want to see these commitments work out. It's great. I think we're high on all of them. You know, Savelle Smalls just being there. I don't we don't need to see him work out. We know what he is. We know how good he is. Um, So just him being there is important. And then Desmond Tisdall, I guess we could talk about this for a minute. He was back. He was in in town for the second June camp, I believe it was, and worked out with his seven on seven team or with his team in seven on seven. Um, We know FSU's tight on numbers, but. Tisdall's a heck of a player. Chris, do you think there's any way FSU fits him in? Yeah, I think there's certainly a possibility they they take another linebacker, and that's not including a Weber or Smalls, who's more of a pass rush and linebacker. I think there's a possibility that they take one more linebacker. I think they, from conversations I've had with FSU, they like Tisdall. They think very highly on him. They think he's a really athletic guy. He can do a lot of things. He can play a few different spots at that position. So I think he's one of those that they kind of, they weigh that whole, it's a numbers game. You know, do we take them and shortchange ourselves where, you know, if we're in a spot later, get another guy, you know, man, we took one too many linebackers or do we take him because yes, he's talented. He can probably help us. But I think Tisdall is a guy that can kind of play himself into that spot with FSU. And by play himself into it, I mean both with senior film, with showing up to this and with the fact that that relationship just keeps evolving with FSU. Yeah, I agree. I, I have a little bit of a real quick of insight on this. Um, my understanding is is that the FSU, as Chris said, FSU likes him. I I believe Raymond Woody really likes him and would be all in on on going in on him at this point. Uh, FSU's linebacker coach. Saturday is going to be big for Desmond Tisdale to work out in front of Willie Taggart, and I think uh, yeah, I don't think Willie got as close a look at him as he would have liked when he came for that second June camp. Uh, and I know Josh, you said this isn't a, a great. Uh, 
a great place to evaluate, but but I think Willie getting a chance to see Desmond Tisdale move, uh, whether it's in the seven on seven portion uh, or just individual drills, and just getting a chance to see exactly what he looks like in person. Uh, this is going to be one of the few guys who I think could actually like get a legitimate offer during the, during the camp. And obviously, like you guys said, it depends on whether or not he uh, whether there's room for him in this class because there are a couple more high priority linebackers in the class that's already pretty full, but. But he has a chance to impress Willie Taggart and and maybe come away with an offer, and that would make things pretty interesting if, if he did. But he's so, someone who does have, have the opportunity to do that this weekend. Again, I don't know how many guys we can say that about. How about that? Not many. Yeah. Um, moving on to the defense. Known. <laughs> Rude. Florida State is also loaded at the defensive back. Uh, position for 2020 and they will have four commitments on campus cornerback Isaiah Dunson will be in cornerback Demory Tate cornerback Jalen Harrell quarterback Derek Bermudez and then they'll also have an Alabama commitment Jacquez Robinson um, to go along with a talented group of youngsters I, I take that back there's a fifth FSU commit in the defensive backfield that's going to be there Jadarius McKnight somebody that We've almost forgot about, haven't heard his name much at all this offseason. He hasn't camped much. He hasn't visited FSU. So it'll be good to see Jadarius and see how he's come along since it'll be our, really our first look at seeing him in person this offseason. Um, but the 2021 group that's coming in includes Corey Collier, uh, Jaden Floyd. Oh, this just went away. Sorry. No, oh, now he's worthless. Jason Marshall. Jason James. Marshall, who's teammates with Corey. Take it away, Chris. Finish it out, and then tell me what you think about the DB group. Okay, I was, I was just trying to save you, man. When the prompter goes down, there's somebody there for you. I appreciate Charles the life preserver. Who's a, a versatile DB, and Cameron Kitchens, who's a Miami kid, coming in with the Miami group. And then there's also 2022 DB, Jaheim Singletary. He's from the Jacksonville area. He's a talented guy that's on a lot of major power fives, radars. And then Dion Bowie, who's listed as an athlete. He's another guy that can easily play in the secondary, if not receiver. He's an excellent 2022 prospect from Bainbridge, Georgia. Another 2021 guy that I forgot to mention, Amari Harvey, Tallahassee kid, Florida State University School, FSU High, as they like to jokingly call it sometimes. He uh, He's also expected in. He's been a regular at FSU. I think when you look at that group, it shows that they were laying a solid foundation to continue recruiting defense backs at a really high level. Corey Collier, Jaden Floyd, those are both FSU um, legacies. Corey's dad, same name, played at FSU. Jaden Floyd's father is William Floyd. So that kind of gives you an idea of the athletic uh, genetic lines that those guys are coming from. Yeah, it's a really talented group at defensive back. Um, FSU's done a really good job in 2020 at both defensive back and uh, linebacker. Um, is, so is there anything else? I mean, is that it? Is that no, no, all right, I, no, I'm taking this back over. All right, there's you want to? Oh, you want to do the commit watch? I want to. Well, first about, off, we you're have all to, about the fireworks. I am. Uh, first off, we have to take a break because we do have uh, uh, commercials to okay. uh, to run now. We have some obligations, so hopefully, it's that great Mick Ultra ad I heard about. Do you guys like it when I whisper into the mic like this? We'll be back I'm gonna right say after this ad with commit watches. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, we're back. Sorry about the creepy whispering. Uh, as promised, Commit Watch. Chris, I know you're super duper eager to talk about guys who may commit this weekend. So I will let you go. If, if, please have multiple guys, because if you say you don't care, it's going to be really disappointing. Oh, no, I care. I care <laughs> more than you know. Ryan Robinson, I spoke a bit about him in a receiver group. I'm not convinced Ooh. he will, but I think he could. He's got an FSU's put a lot of work in on. FSU's certainly the leader right now with him. And then continuing down, Thomas Schrader, we spoke a great deal about him with offensive line. I think it's important that FSU wraps that one up. I'm interested to see how things progress with FSU and a guy like Lloyd Willis. If FSU offers it and Clementor goes all in and Kelly pushes it and Taggart's in there, I think it gets interesting with him because I think he's a guy that's on a lot of people's boards, but a lot of people aren't sure if they truly want him. I think if FSU shows they truly want him because his camp performance is of a certain level, then that one is one of those that can transpire very, very quickly for FSU. We spoke a lot about front seven types. Uh, you know, Johnny Newton's a guy that I think is close to doing it to FSU. I don't know if he does it during this event, but I think it comes soon after. Morvin Joseph, another guy I'm not convinced he does it now, but I think it's trending towards FSU. Tennessee, as I mentioned, is also in there. Brandon Swinson, another guy, he's, he's indicated to me he is in no rush that he wants to take multiple official visits before he decides. But FSU's done a good job of closing the gap on a school like UNC and a few others that are in there. And I think they've done a very good job of pushing. And the fact that he switched up his plans to make sure he came to this event, I think is very important. And then to go back to one of the guys you talked about, Desmond Tisdall, I think it'll be interesting to see if FSU decides to go hot and heavy with him, if it kind of happens there. I think Auburn and South Carolina were kind of the players there. I don't know if things have faded some with one or both, but I think FSU is kind of the one that can, you know, escalate their position with the young man very quickly. If Willie Taggart gives them the green light and says, I love you, I want you, you're part of what we're trying to do here. Um, he clearly has an interest. And then uh, I think there's 2021 guys to keep an eye on, but you know, those guys, it's usually an emotional decision that sometimes gets backed out on, but you know, Collier, Corey Collier that we mentioned, Jaden Floyd, I think there are guys to just keep an eye on because of their ties to FSU. Amari Harvey, he's been here so much that he is very familiar with it. He's, you know, being a Clemson, he's got kind of the big boys chasing him too. And I'm sure I'm forgetting one or two other 2021 types that we could look at and say, you know, hey, it might happen here. But, yeah, there's nobody that I think it's just an outright likelihood that it happens with, so I don't think I need to mention it. I guess my Desmond Tisdall tidbit wasn't so useless after all. I didn't call you useless. I said, I don't know what I said. I don't know. It, it hurt my feelings, whatever it was. Joshua, uh, you're, well, you're, watch. The, yeah. So I'm only looking at 2020 guys, 2021. Yeah. There could be some guys that pop. I'm just really not too concerned about that right now. Um, 
What I am looking for a commitment. Hmm, I probably got two or two or three guys. I'm going to go Thomas Schrader because it's time to either do you know do what he's got to do or get off the pot. And I do think that Johnny Newton is close. Um, when you look at his top five, you know I think FSU wins out in this one, and there's no reason to keep dragging it out. Um, and Desmond Tizzle, no, I disagree with that one. I don't think even if they offer him that he commits. Um, the only other one I agree with would be Lloyd Willis. I think if he does get the offer and FSU, see, you know, it's not one of these. Um, I'm sorry, he does have the offer. But if FSU turns up the heat and presses for him, I mean, it's got to be a no-brainer for the kid to jump on board. So um, Lloyd Willis, Thomas Schrader, that's about it. Okay. No, we don't have to force it. In. And, you know, like Chris said, he made a compelling case for um, more, uh, the kid coming in, the Morvin Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just think he's too fresh off that commitment, decommitment. So. All right. So could be fireworks, could be something like last year where you're just laying groundwork and then trying to yeah. be in a good position heading into uh, heading into the, the football season um, when things obviously cool off a little bit for for both parties. Uh, real quick, guys, uh, a player that you're intrigued to see could be someone that you think is important to get to campus just because FSU needs to make traction with them and you're interested to see whether they show up. It could be someone that you want to see actually camp, whether they get an offer, whether they're as good as advertised, I guess. And anyone, someone that you're you're going to be looking at uh, specifically Chris, on Saturday. For, for me, it's Lloyd Willis. They need offensive tackles with offensive tackle bodies, and he has one. I'm interested to see if he's a guy of that caliber, how he performs when he's working under the lights with a position coach, kind of being put through the rigors. Yeah, I'm hoping to see what Jalen Harrell looks like. I think, you know, with FSU having a solid linebacker class, I think the uh, the, the coaches are really hoping that he could be a pass rusher for them. So I think he's going to be more so working with the defensive line group than the linebacker group. And with the way the defensive end board's uh, shaping up, if Harold does fit and can do what they need, he'd be a valuable piece on that board. Cause there's not a whole lot there. All right. This is, this is going to be a stupid question, which, you know, par for the course. Uh, are there any surprises or do you expect, expect surprises? And I know it wouldn't be a surprise if you were expecting it, but I guess, is there anything that you rule out like as a, as a visitor who may show up or Willie Taggart, like last year he had, he had piles on come, come and talk to the guys. Uh, is there any fireworks or anything intriguing that you think could happen or you expect this to be more of a, a straight and narrow type of type of event? Well, like Chris said, yeah, there's always somebody going to show up that we don't expect it. it and that's what makes recruiting fun. And that's why people are going to follow along live on the site. Cause we're going to be updating all that stuff. Um, you know, we're tracking Isaiah Walker. We're tracking Kayvon Lee. We're tracking Joe Knight. And yeah, Philip Webb, there's going to be somebody that pops up. That's kind of unexpected or hasn't confirmed. So that's what makes these events fun. All right, guys, that's, yeah, uh, I kind of feel the same way. You feel the same way. All right. Anything else that you guys want to add I before I uh, wrap this I, up, Chris? I share those feelings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm just, I'm ready for this event to happen. It's, it's always like, you know, you get 30 names confirmed really easily and then you get another 30 that take a little work and then you get 10 that just frustrate the hell out of you. So I'm at the frustration part. 
Well, I mean, the list is extensive. Uh, both of you guys have put in a lot of good work, Zach, as well, for this. So, I mean, it's a it's a really good list, and we've been ahead on a lot of things. So, a little bit of ball washing to both of you. Good job. Uh, are we going to do a Facebook Live from literally on the bench when you guys are, are on the bench? I think that would be appropriate. Maybe. I got back into the groove. I sat down and did a Facebook Live SNL preview. I'll do one a recap afterward. Um, we could do one last year. I believe I broadcast on Facebook live, um, some of the actual event. Yeah. You almost, hard got to a, see. you almost got in a fight with someone. Yeah. That's an everyday thing for me, Brendan, but it was kind of hard to see, but at least it gave you guys a glimpse of what was going on. Um, right now I know there's a lot of rain. Me and Chris were already talking that they plan to move this in the IPF if, um, necessary. And to be honest with you, the IPF is a perfect place to hold it. Um, it can fit all the kids as well. And if they do hold it under the IPF, I believe we'll be able to be down on the field and we'll have better access and all that kind of stuff as well. So I'm not saying hope for rain, but if it does rain, don't expect a washout. We'll still have coverage and they'll still be camping. Would they allow fans into the IPF as well? Do we have an idea? Probably not, but I don't, you know, I can't speak on that. That's not oh. my decision. <laughs> Good, good deflection. All right. I think that's everything. Good work on getting this together, guys. I would ask for a five-star review because we hit 450 yesterday, but then someone changed their five-star review to a one-star review. Uh, they didn't like your Tarif knockout interview, Josh, so I can't ask for them anymore. A- yeah. But anyways, guys, thanks for, for putting up with this one more time. I know you both have talked about this ad nauseum to this point. Uh, this is Brendan Sinone for Josh Newberg, Chris Knee. This is Knowles 24-7's on the bench. And uh, stick in the landing.